How are you, Jalen Josie? Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 365, iHeartRadio. We have the one and only Jalen Josie joining me here on the show here tonight. The Southern Delicacy is available on all platforms. Make sure you go download it. Most of all, you got to support the artist. But Jalen, how are you feeling? How's your night going? I'm well and you. How about you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Congratulations on the new album. How are you feeling about it? Because it's been a minute since Illustrations, the EP. This is the extension now. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. I'm actually very blessed. It's been received very well. So, yeah. you know, only up from here. Pay for my drink, good soup, Willie's interlude. I think that was a, a real important record on this album is that you were writing as a tribute to your grandfather, I heard. Yeah, um, he passed last year. My condolences. So, no, thank you so much. It's okay. Um, but I, I needed to celebrate him in the only way that I really knew how, and that was through song. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Besides Willie's interlude, what's the, the next song in line that means the most to you on this album? Besides Willie's interlude, I would say Take Me Higher. I Take love higher. that record so much. I feel like that's the the one song. Well, it's the hot, fastest tempo, and it's the one song that like alludes to the next set of music that I'm going to release. Oh, so you're already working on the next stuff right away now. I you sure don't stop. <laughs> yes, I am. Did, did COVID affect you? I mean, we're still going through it, but did that slow you down in any way because when that happened i know that kind of just showed if you really have the hustle you have the hustle did that keep you going yeah so uh right when i got off of broadway COVID hit and i was here in georgia and um you know you're by yourself you know you're eating and whatnot and i'm just like goodness i don't really want to stop i don't think i i don't think i sat down during COVID, which is not good but i was working during COVID. of course like stuff started to shut down so it really like put a halt in it like a little bit but like um i was still writing and i was still like making music like throughout the whole like pandemic that was when illustrations was being made in illustrations you were writing this while you were on broadway and it was basically you focusing on the songs that were in the play and especially just the live music as well yeah, yeah. i was in the pit um the orchestra pit while I was on Broadway, just listening to them play like live instruments, horns and trumpets. And I was just down there. I was like, I gotta, I gotta find a way to put that in my own music. And I took that and came back to Georgia and, and put that throughout the whole first EP. It, it, going to, to New York, how did it feel being from Atlanta and taking over the city? I was like 17, 18, 19, 18, 19. I was, I was pretty young and um, I was by myself. Um, it was pretty stressful, I will say, uh, getting acclimated. Because in the South, like, everybody's nice. The nor- Northern people are, are nice as well. But, like, I, I, I definitely look stupid a couple times holding o- holding the door open for a couple people and them just walking through. And I'm sitting up there <laughs> expecting them to be like, oh, thank you. Because I'm from the South. And they just walk straight on through like they was entitled to it. But, you know, I love Northern people. And, and they taught me how to walk fast. So New York is like, New York was like, okay. Like, it, it made me, like, switch that I, I can't always be nice like I need a I need a public appearance and like so I can be straightforward with people and not be passive but I also need to like you know get straight to the point and that's definitely what New York taught me I love New York but then again it's like I don't think I would live there but yeah no it's chaotic yeah. <laughs> especially the transportation system with the metro north and the underground subways and trains never got it yeah no I, I went I'm from Connecticut and I went to school there for four years and it's a nightmare still to this day 
So wow, trust me, I couldn't even imagine being from Atlanta and then come. It's like a complete culture shock. Yeah, it's a complete culture shock. I and plus, it's like always hot here. I mean, global warming, climate, all that stuff has been changing it. Yeah, it was cold this winter. I was like, goodness gracious, this is new. But when it's hot, it's really hot. But New York has a different kind of heat. It's like it's the heat where the the sun is beaming off the buildings, and so now it's beaming onto the people. And so that's that heat where it's like, I don't know if I should really be outside right now because a sunburn is bound to happen. But Atlanta, you know, sometimes you get a little breeze. Sometimes you don't get a little breeze, you know. It depends on what you really like or what you really are acclimated to. Exactly. But I, I do want to get into to your Broadway work because you were in SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, Pearl Crabs. Tell me how you got this role. Um, so there was an intensive called Broadway Dreams, and um I was very young. I, I was actually about to go back to college. Um wow. it was summer. I I did my first semester and then um I did an intensive uh during the summer. And uh Annette Tanner brought um Tom Kitt, who was the music director of SpongeBob SquarePants, um, brought him to one of the workshops and she allowed some of the kids to sing. And uh, she asked me to sing. And so I sang technically an audition right there on the spot. And then before I was leaving for New York to go back to Georgia, because I still had to get ready for school. Like I still had to, had to go pack and, you know, get my stuff you know together so I can go on back to Ohio. And I got a call that they wanted me to audition. And I auditioned. Mm-hmm. Well, before I even left, but I didn't even get back to Atlanta. Before I left, like I was on my way to to the airport. They asked me to audition. So I had to go to audition. I did the <laughs> audition before I left. And then um, I came back to Georgia. And I was awaiting the call like three days later, I believe, that I got the role. It was really quick like that. It was a blessing in disguise, honestly. No, congratulate. That's major for your career. Did you go back and revisit the cartoon to get acclimated with the character? Yeah, I did. Um, I we were able to meet the original voice actors, and wow. um, it, it was really fun. We got to we got to be immersed in it. Um, we I I really felt like I was underwater. Like the the set design was beautiful. I it's, it was a lot of things that went into preparing for the role, and um, a lot of weeks of rehearsal and whatnot. But it was actually a very fun time. I think that I was very blessed to be so young and to experience that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard about we're going to get into what you learned about while being on Broadway. But what would you say was the moment you think that prepared you for the, the bright lights of Broadway? Oh, my gosh. The moment that prior. Yeah, it's crazy. You never really know. Yeah. Like beautiful blessings just falling your lap at any point in time at any given time. So you just have to be ready for it when it happens. But like I know that the first night, the opening night when we, you know, we're on stage and it just hit and all those seats were filled. I knew that I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, regardless if it's on Broadway or if I'm doing music, you know, I'm supposed to be on a stage. I'm supposed to be performing. I know opening night was the night where I was like, where it just switched for me. It was like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's hard to say like beforehand, like what's the thing, but like when it falls into your lap, it falls into your lap and you just have to be prepared from then on. And we see what you were able to do with that role and just the success that you had because you were able to learn stage presence there and learning how to go further, even just interacting with people and connect with people through the headphones. You had to learn how you connect with the people in the actual audience through just stage presence. Yeah. Like I just got off of a tour with Ari Lennox and, um, 
I could tell that the things that I learned from Broadway were just carried over. And um, I could tell that, you know, the way that that I, I connected with the Broadway audience was definitely going to be different. But the aspect of live performances were one and the same. It's you have to captivate people and, and learning that from from Broadway and bring that over. It was like it was really it was a blessing. It wasn't easy, but it felt easy. And, and I, and I got into it the way that I was supposed to get into it. But like, I can definitely like say that Broadway helped my performance when I was on tour and, you know, performing day in and day, day, day in and day out, you know, in front of many faces and, you know, many people, you know, you have to know how to captivate an audience. And I'm so thankful for Broadway for that. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when you're on Broadway, you, you can't make mistakes. I've heard. You cannot yeah. make mistakes. <laughs> this isn't a movie set where you get like thirty takes. Yeah. Yeah. On Broadway um, is that one show, and of course you get eight shows a week to actually get get it right. I guess in your case, but like once you're on that stage, you're on that stage. Did you see any big celebrities come through with their families at all while you were performing? Did you see anyone? Did you notice anyone or hear if someone was there? Whoopi Goldberg. Wow, um, yeah, that's huge. I, oh my gosh, it was so long ago. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, of course, Tom Kenny, who's the original voice of SpongeBob. Um, there are so many other big people who came in. I just cannot think of them right now. Plain White Tees. Um, uh, Yolanda Adams. Who, but these are all the people who actually were in the show. But these yeah. are also people that actually came to see the show. Um, Ti. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you have the Atlanta connection right there. Yeah. 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 I, and many, many other people. I just cannot think of it. It was so long ago. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Especially with you being on tour and, and with Ari Lennox, I did hear about that. Congratulations. But you, you learned from just working with her as well, just not to let outside things get to you while you're on stage. So what's your process of blocking out everything? Cause we all go through real life issues and you, you always want to exceed what you did before. So how, what's your method and process of just going forward and blocking out the noise? So I'm 24 and um, I, being a one, a, a woman and, you know, being a black girl, it's a lot of stuff goes on in your life. And, you know, a lot of go- stuff goes on in everybody's life. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to get into this industry. I'm trying to, you know, trying to get seen for more than just, you know, I, I, you know, just a writer. I'm also signed to Sony as a writer. So I'm trying to get seen as more than just the things that, you know, I can, I can give people. And, um, and it, right now I'm learning how to black out, black out the noise with hobbies, um, I don't want to say that I'm a clingy person, but I love the people who love me and I've been, and I'm, I'm an only child. So it's like, I'm learning how to, um, I'm learning how to be alone in this instance and, and, and pick up things that make me happy other than just music, because I'm surrounded by music all day, every day. Like one thing that helps me get past, you know, like the, the anxiety and the nervousness that, you know, sometimes music brings I'm trying to be a little photographer for myself. So okay, yeah. So you're venturing different stuff. Yeah. So um, just hobbies, like distracting myself with with tangible things that that make me not want to be surrounded all the time with my friends. Because I could be under my people all day if, if it was up to me. I really could. Um, but knowing that you know, it's it's 
it's something about being alone and giving people space and learning that for yourself. And I'm, I'm learning self-care and therapy. It's just, it's so many things that I'm trying to learn right now, you know, being 24. And it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything, but like mental health and self-help, that's one thing that I'm like really trying to hone in on and, and really learn. Like I'm trying to teach it to my, my grandparents. My, my grandma is 83 now, 82. Wow. And my grandfather just passed. So like, I'm trying to teach her how to be one by herself when her life has just, you know, her, 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 her lover is gone. And that's somebody that she's been with all her life. So that's, that's the big theme right now for me is like, you know, being independent in my, in my own heart and, you know, picking up things so I can just depend on myself. And I'm trying to help my granny and be by her. And I could rant about that all day. You just, you hit the, you hit the hammer on the nail with, with that, but like, no, yeah, I'm just learning how to, you know, help myself in this moment. And, um, uh, and performing also was a, a thing that like, you know, mentally took me away from the the outer experiences that were going on, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts on social media and, and with that place? Because I think that's leading to the major downfall in, in the, in the world today, especially with the whole blue check nonsense that's been going on. Social media is in the, in the worst place, especially who owns Twitter. Now I think he's a disgrace as well. But yeah. when you really look at, do you think that social media is a big factor in people's mental health declining? I do. I really do because nobody's showing their failures. Yeah. Nobody's showing their failures. And um and I I for one have caught myself looking over the fence and looking at other people's, you know, grasses and seeing how green they are and what kind of fertilizer they use as opposed to, you know, just tending to the flowers that I've already grown. And I'm 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 knowing that I'm seeing that that Instagram is a you know, you you gotta social media you gotta like you gotta like just unplug and i i for one have you know i'm thankful that i have a manager that will you know continue to keep my instagram live so that when i take these you know these days off and you know these these weeks off you know from social media that you know it can keep my my people engaged while i'm not even there honestly and um I do that for myself because it's like, I know where I should be and I know where I can be, but I'm learning patience and I'm learning that you don't know how long these people, how long it took for these people to, to, to grow their flowers in that time. And I'm learning that, you know, I, it's taken me a long time to grow my flowers as well. But like somebody is probably looking at me like, dang, I want to, I want to be in that spot. And I'm looking at somebody else and it's just this like whole cycle. Social media does not help that at all. No. So, you know, I I do my own due diligence of like taking time to just not be on it. You know, it's so hard for me to put down TikTok though. I love TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I love TikTok so much. I can I, I remember I well like, even last night, like I'll catch myself looking at the time being like, dang, it is two AM. I need to go to bed. And you so, just go through hours and hours and, and you're just like three hours have passed by and I'm still on this. <laughs> Yes, that is the one app where it's like I could just because people are funny. It reminds me of Vine so much. Vine, like, that's such a throwback. Vine? I remember Vine. It just remember it just reminds me of it so much. So I could just I could be on TikTok all day. I love TikTok, 
but Instagram is like your resume. Twitter is like your your non professional resume. Yeah, you just rant about different stuff. It's it's rant. It's it, it's real toxic on to just people going at each other in the comments. It, I just can't. Oh I love my mama to death, but I gotta out her right quick. My mom, <laughs> my mom will um, any political view. She she is right there to you know. She she's a she is a warrior. She, she's <laughs> And I'm like, I'm so thankful that nobody, she doesn't really disclose her information and it's a private Twitter. So she's just like responding and nobody knows or whatever. (laughs) But like, and then now she's, and I actually have learned something from my mom. My mom says, she'll be like, you know, if I really want to rant and somebody's talking crazy to me and I'm on Twitter, like she'll type it out and then she'll put it in the drafts. She won't even send it. Yeah, it, so I think I'm gonna start doing that too. Yeah, there's you know, some people who be trying me. Yeah, g- get a burner so people won't know who you are. Get a burner. That's the that is the topic of the day. Get a yeah. burner account. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most important thing that relates to everything with social media because it becomes a a mental game where you're looking at the next person. I think you got to look at Jay Cole's song, for instance, "Love Yours." There's no such thing yeah. as a life that's better than yours. I think when you start to realize that and you know your worth. That's when you could just walk away from social media and be like, I don't need it. I know my worth. Exactly. Like you can just, you can be one with yourself. And that's another reason why I'm trying to like not depend on anybody for like, you know, oh, can I, can I get a hug today? I, 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 here's my thing. I am, um, I'm trying to stay in this single life right now. Um, I'm trying to be one by myself because I'm a lover girl and, you know, I, I'm always yearning for like love and affection. And, um, I, I think what I'm learning is that being by myself solidifies my mindset of an individual. I don't, I don't have to, you know, always feel the need to, to want somebody in my space. I don't have to feel the need to always want to like, you know, socially progress at this you know at the quickness of my peers like I don't have to always I don't know I'm just my biggest thing right now is patience and I'm being patient with myself I'm even giving social media grace I'm you know I'm giving I'm 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 congratulating my friends and I'm also you know putting love on the on the back burner so I can focus in on myself cuz I'm the one nobody is racing anybody no. nobody's racing anybody and um I'm I'm just trying to get to the end of my race at the time that God gives me so patience I'm I'm glad you said that song too like I I'm, I I guess you just you you're putting a lot of gems in today yeah <laughs> It's yeah. important because I, I believe, I mean, you're on Broadway. I'm not going to compare myself to you've done so many incredible major things. But I mean, I kind of understand it from the standpoint of whereas on social circles that when you're a public figure in any way, it's a lonely life. So I, I can only imagine you probably have your close friends on one hand and then your, your family members. That's pretty much what you're dealing with. You've got to keep small circles. And when you look at everyone in Hollywood, they're all pretty much miserable, unfortunately, but they're, they, they, their escape is their craft. So, yeah. but when they're not doing that, they're miserable and you don't see too many celebrities hanging out with a lot of each other. Yeah. That's why you got to like early, like before you even find fame, you got to like find things that make you happy outside of your job and outside of people. I know 
I would cry, you know, God forbid, but like if my, if my mom left, like that is my, that is my, my right hand. My mother is that person for me because I'm the only child, of course. And my grandmother is, you know, my father, my, my best friend, who's also my manager, like my close circle. Those are the people that I, you know, that will keep me grounded long when I'm in the places that I need to be. And, you know, just getting a, a nice, good circle of people, you know, and, and getting a good hobby. Like I, I have a, a dream of mine is to um, be on a lake somewhere just painting. Mm. And I draw now, but like painting is like my one big thing. And I know that once I, you know, get accolades and, I get awards and all sort of good stuff. I know that, you know, what'll keep me calm is painting. Of course, my music will always be there and it'll always be the thing that, you know, keeps me going. But like, you need other things to, you know, fill your gas tank, which is why I've picked up photography. The camera. And, and this is important to the process because a lot of people, when, when you're natural on camera, you're great at what you do, such as yourself, Broadway music. Why is it so important to learn the behind the scenes to truly be great at your craft. Oh, because you don't want nobody to run over you. Mm. You do not want people to run over you. When they see people who are green, they take advantage of that. There are people who will literally take advantage of nice people just because they don't know their business. And of course, you know, if you get messed up once and you're able to get out of that, you know, good job. But if you let it happen to you more than twice, and sometimes that happens Sometimes it happens, you know, even if you are trying, you just just have to learn your business and you have to get, you know, get friendly with your business and, 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 and learn about the ins and outs because you don't want people to take advantage of the one thing that you love. And then eventually, if you get taken advantage of, you're not going to love it no more. You're not no. going to want to make music or put it out because you know at the end of the day oh somebody's gonna do me wrong and you know it's just gonna be this continuous cycle and you're gonna you're gonna feel so much regret towards it because of the business side when the thing that actually made you happy was the music so it's you have to you have to know it for your own good and you know it's good to read books about it like get people that you are you know safe you feel safe with um, who know more about it than you to give you advice and insight about it. You have to know your business. And in this day and age, it will be, it will almost be like you're purposefully trying to trip if you don't know it. There are so many people who are going about, you know, their music careers independently because they don't want to get messed over by a label. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's better to know and, you know, than to just allow someone to just, take all your masters or you know take more percentage of work that you know that you put forward first you know what I mean or it's just it's just good to know it's it's never good to to you know not be in the know and and taking it from somebody who has had a few ups and downs you know in the beginning of her career I think that it's a it's a smart look to be smarter than your opponent or to to be just as smart Walk me through this partner because you, you mentioned that everyone going independent now. Everyone's always saying, you know, F the label pretty much nowadays. So what was it in order for you to get that trust with the partnership with Hillman Grad and, and Def Jam Records? But you you, don't, you also don't have that. I mean, you mentioned the Sony. You have the, the partnership that you signed with them and CAA, of course, as well for Torrent. So what was it that you felt comfortable getting into all these deals? And do you feel as though that it's a little overhyped that you just have to find the right deal because everyone's just so scared to sign the major deal? 
Yes, you need. It, it depends. You gotta find. You either gotta find the right deal, or you go about it by yourself. Um, luckily, I had um, people to guide me. I had lawyers, good lawyer. You know, what yeah, I mean? that's good. To you know, to actually aid me and help me along. Um, I don't. I know. I know just as about as as much about the business as the average Joe because I am learning right now. Mm-hmm reading my books, I'm getting acclimated, which is why I put people in place to help me figure out these things, like a lawyer, an accountant, my manager, all these people to help me like further along. So it made the it made the relationships with these these labels and these businesses easier for me to, you know, trust. It it made it a little bit more easier because it's like, okay, well, um these papers don't look as foul because a legit lawyer don't you know, all, you know, is, is on my team and is on my side looking at it and be like, okay, well, you know, you can do this. You can, you can account for this. You can take back from this, then the third, you know, guiding me along the way. So as long as you got people in place and as long as you know it for yourself, then, you know, it's, it's okay. It's like bet on yourself. This whole business is a risk, regardless of anything. It is a risk. It is a risk, risk, risk. So it's just it just depends on how you bet on yourself. It just it depends on how you play your poker. Exactly, and you gotta you gotta be the one saying checkmate. You you gotta Thanks. in this industry a hundred percent. But you brought up your mother before. I know she's really close. You have a really close relationship. But she was the one that was playing music all around you. I heard Aretha Franklin from all, Marvin Gaye, Billy Joel. How even. do you know all these things? Yeah, <laughs> I did my research. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she was from Detroit. And um, they didn't have a segregated radio. And um, she she would just be around the house, just cleaning with with Earth, Wind & Fire and Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel and, you know, and and Elton John and all these people, Nina Simone and Ella Fitzgerald would be playing. And that's how I knew that it was time to clean in the morning. So that's, she, she... she inspired my musical taste. Everything that she put forth when I was a child is everything that I put out. Like my music now is really like a, a accumulation of a lot of genres. And when I get the ability and the stepping stone to actually put out the music that, you know, more music. Oh, you'll see. Like it's like, 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 yes, I'm an R&B artist, but you know, I, I feel like I'm an R&B artist who can, different any type of genre and i just can't wait for the the moment to prove that i can't wait for the moment to show my mom that like all of her influences are now embedded in her baby (laughs) (laughs) what would you say when looking at r&b how can r&b be inspired by hip-hop what's the way because i always because everyone always looks down on hip-hop outside of the genre outside of r&b i would per se if it's not an urban genre it's kind of looked down upon the 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 older rock artists are like no we don't want you in the hall of fame but hip-hop is real influential with culture fashion music everything that's trending today so what's something that r&b can really draw from hip-hop what's something that r&b can draw from hip-hop um i believe they all come from the same place but I think I think they're they're drawing from each other. I mm. think hip hop is boisterous and it's noisy and loud and it, it it makes an impact. And I believe R and B does the same things in its own way and its own musicality. And I believe that, you know, they both make an impact with 
the people who are pioneering it and the with the choices that the people who are in the genre make i i think the genre in itself is like um a baby and um the parents which are the people who create this baby like the like the i guess the um the jay-z's and for the jay-z's for hip-hop and the beyonce's for rb like the genre is the baby it depends on the people who are walking forth through the genre and um i think uh, what i guess r&b could take from hip-hop is 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 really the same thing that hip hop can take from R&B. R&B. It's, 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 it's the power of the voice and, and the power that the, the, the artist, you know, puts forth into the community. I don't think it's just like a, I don't think it's a, oh yeah, well, R&B can learn from hip hop to, you know, never die. And hip hop can learn from R&B that, you know, I don't think it's that. I think it's the people, you know, because we listen to the artist you know first like with with funk and you you listen to Jimi hendrix and then you're like oh yeah that's funk he's funk um yeah i hope that made sense yeah no <laughs> it did no, yeah it did. that's basically how i feel like you know everybody can learn from everybody any genre and i, I feel like it's fluid honestly like it comes from the same place r&b comes they all come from blues like they they all they all come from the same place so it's yeah. like it's like they're they like fraternal twins. It's really not. It's 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 nothing that hip hop has done that R and B hasn't, and it's nothing that R and B hasn't done that hip hop hasn't. You know, you're right. It just depends on the artists that the artists that are moving the genres forward and what they do within that genre. And, and they're synonymous with each other. I, I know R and B is in a great state. Hip hop is. It, it, it can be. It depends on what artist you ask for. In, in my opinion, because I think there's a couple, but then. Hip hop is so different today from when you mentioned when Jay Z started. It's so it's so changed. Where R and B, we've removed ourselves from the auto tune and we're getting back to actually having soul vocalists like yourself. Yeah, I I think that everything is doing a complete turnaround and it's coming back to to. I feel like all music is real music, but it's coming back to a point where, excuse me, artists are taking initiative in the in the fact that you know music feeds people so i think people are being more cognizant of of that and i think that the the complete turnaround in music today is how can i heal someone because of like the state that we're all in like i i think that the world right now is in such a crazy place that we need these things to feed us and heal us and and make us feel better so it's like i feel like artists are like being more aware like i know erica badu summer walker i don't know if you've been watching her like her instagram but like her whole maternal journey is like i'm sure all of that i've heard about it yeah i feel like it's some way in her music now and janae aiko all these people who are taking the time to like heal throughout their music with whichever like genre so it's like it's hard to say what's 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 going on in hip-hop right now and 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 it's hard to like right now be like oh yeah this is bad music or this is this or or have a um it's hard to have any type of judgment on it because like that's exactly what you know i guess grandparents did with with our parents music 
So it's hard to really say because we we don't know we don't know how the trajectory is going to go with this. It's just it's just not something that we're you know adjusted to just yet. It's like these kids are getting a world rounded view of 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 music from different aspects. Like their mothers and parent, their fathers are probably a little bit young, so they're probably getting I don't know like. I don't know who who would who would who would the parents of today be listening to? Who would the parents of today be listening to? Like who would the young parents be listening to? It, well, I'm 24, same age as you. So if if their parents around our age, maybe some SoundCloud rappers. I'm hoping that they'd be listening to like 50 Cent when it comes to hip hop because that's <laughs> yeah. 50 Cent, Nelly, the Fabulous, that that yeah. era of hip hop. I'm hoping yeah. that's what they would be showing their kids. <laughs> I was listening to a little bit of that is bound to come through with their music, and then we have to give grace to like they they're gonna be doing it, and then it's something's gonna click, and then they're gonna take what they're doing right now, morph it into something crazier and higher. You know, it's 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 okay to not understand what what's going on in music right now because you know that's just how it goes. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are not going to understand what I'm going to do with my music and with, you know, with any artist, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be like, ah, I don't know what's going on with this, you know, I'm, I'm only adjusted to drill or this, that, and third, but it's just mindedness of knowing that like, okay, there is a change going on and this is beautiful. However I feel about what I'm listening to. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just acknowledging change and acknowledging how beautiful like the world turns and like it's like from dinosaurs mm-hmm. and now we're here, you know. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to touch on and with the amplifying award when you won that in BET. I heard that you were getting more votes than a, than a thousand more of the artists that were there. How did that go? Um, it was a blessing. Um, it was in a, it was a happening in a point in my life where I was wondering what was next and what was the next stepping stone. And it just like, like I'll be saying, like all of the things happen sometimes unexpectedly, it falls in your lap and it fell in my lap. I was so blessed, so blessed to even be a part of it. And um, I was posting on my Instagram and people were constantly supporting me and they were wanting me to win as well. So it, it was it was really fun. I remember that competition like it was yesterday. And the people who were also in the competition, they were they were top tier. Like it was it was as if I was going against it was as if I was going against myself. Like just like <laughs> they were really great people. And um great even even better singers and, and, and rappers. It was it was it was really fun. I th- I think it was a blessing. And again, it just it falls in your lap at the time when when you're down and you're like, dang, I need, I, I need a, I need to answer God. And then God just says here. <laughs> yeah, and he gives it to you and that inspires you to keep going forward. What's, what's the next award? What's an award that you are really looking to achieve here that you're working towards? Is it, it could be any from a songwriter. Cause you, you're big on the songwriters side of things. Yes. Um, I'm looking for all the awards God grants, but I would love me a Grammy. I would a love a, a couple nice thick Grammys. I would love me. Um, oh, a Brit. I love me. I, those those awards look really pretty. An Oscar, like An Oscar. music, you know, like you know, composition. You know, that's that's something that I, I would love. Any of the awards, anything that can 
anything that I can put on my shelf and show my kids and they'd be like, oh yeah, my mama got that award. So yeah. Yeah. And that would be big. And I could see that happening, but I was looking at your work on IMDB. I saw that you have a couple things like MacGyver that you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just sang the national anthem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple things. Of course, I, um, I was uh, a, a voice actress for, um, uh princess nella and the and the wait godly oh well for pinkalicious as kids show on 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 um pbs and and princess nella and the and the and the something night and the something night i forget it but um i was i did a lot of voice acting work when i was on broadway and um i got to uh write um a song for Olay for their I did see that. Yeah, I was able to do that as well. So, you know, anything that can, any award that, that, you know, that fits the category that they want to give me, I'm happy, whether that be for writing, whether that be for my singing abilities, I would, anything, again, anything that I can show my kids, like, I, I, right now, anything, like, any stepping stone that I do, I'll, I, 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 the levels that I go up, I was like, okay, well, I could tell my kids that I went on tour. I could tell my kids that I was on Broadway. So like, you know, I, I, I guess what, what am I trying to say? I like the, the way that I count my success are, are the, are, are, is by what I can tell my kids in the future. So yeah, any <laughs> award that I see, you know, that, that goes with what, what I'm doing right now, whether that be writing or, you know, singing, I'm all for any accolades. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about it in the past, not being a, a nepotism baby, of course. Do you feel as though that the talent and hard work can overrule if you're a nepotism baby? Do you think that you can overcome that in this industry? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Um, I wouldn't know. You know, my mother uh, worked for So So Deaf and LaFace Records, you know, when she was young, but... JD and B. Cox. Yeah, I was able to work with them, but it, was, it wasn't it was off the strength of my mother. It, it happened from, you know, which I, I wish, like, maybe stuff would have been rolling in quicker. Been easier. <laughs> that was the connection, but no, that was that was through my own doing, um, and, you know, she's, she's proud of me for that, and I, I wouldn't know. Like, I, I don't consider myself to be a, 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 a nepo baby, I guess. But, yeah. but you know, some people some people benefit off that. And, you know, I, I don't know if I can answer that because I haven't experienced that, you know, or what I've seen. From what I've seen, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, people get by with that, but I wouldn't know how to answer that I, because I'm not in their shoes or I haven't experienced that at all. Um, I would hope that, that, you know, they're, they're getting by, you know, by the strength of themselves. And once their parents put them in a position, you know, to soar that they do it, you know, they do it, what they do with what they have after that, you know, but, you know, by all means, if God puts you in that position and you're able to get by like that, I'm, I'm happy with Mo, yeah. Mo Pouncey. I wish. <laughs> it, it, it means more It means more to the story and the grind and, and the true hustle when you come up in the industry organically, such as yourself, when you don't have any ties. It means more. 
Yes, but a story is a story. I think Jaden Smith's music is really good. Mm. And Willow Smith's music is uh, really great as well. So it's like, it's like, it's a, it's a, you know, yeah, the, the, the story might be like, oh, yeah, you know, she got it out of the mud, you know, this and the third. But then again, you know, like music is music. And if it's really good, whether, you know, your mama had the millions or not, hey, more power to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, where are you looking to take this acting thing next? Do you have some more stuff lined up in the future as far as acting? I have uh, some things where I am um, making music for acting. Okay, yeah. A lot of songs placed on a lot of shows. So uh, I haven't gotten back into my acting bag in a while because of the fact that I've been working so heavily with music. Mm. So, um, but I am signed to CAA. So it's like, you know, whenever, whenever I really want to get back into that. But right now I'm, I'm really focused on music. Are, are you going to be going on your own tour here for Southern Delicacy? Soon. Soon. but but you know i gotta i gotta get some things aligned first gotta form a couple things here in georgia and then you know that's all i'll say it, it, we got the new album here summer's right around the corner are you gonna be dropping a, a, a summer anthem along with this or you're gonna let the album ride out i gotta i gotta be hush mouth you gotta be well, hush mouth for that. I would just say stay tuned. Stay tuned. Jalen, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. I had a great time speaking with you and just getting to know you and your story because you've accomplished so much uh, being on Broadway at such a young age and accomplishments in songwriting with Ari Lennox and just learning the whole songwriters process because even just learning about it, it's crazy. You really don't understand what songwriters go. I heard 30 minutes you had to be in and out when writing for her. So it's like you're timed, which is unbelievable. Thank but you so much for having me. I'm, yeah. I, I'm so honored. And I found out that you were the same age as me. So we're both making strides alongside of each other. So I'm, I'm just proud of you as you are as me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Jalen. And, and I have your album in the rotation and we'll be going on from here. I look forward to having you back on the show and just the, the next time that we meet here on the show, Please, yeah, I would love to be on your show. Please, I, I, please, I appreciate please. I enjoy it. Myself. I appreciate it. It, it. It's an open platform for artists. You just speak however you feel, and there's, there's no politics here. Just say how you feel. Be yourself. You know what I mean? I I felt like I was myself. Yeah. I got. I I sometimes you know, I sometimes I guess my people say that my accent gets in front of my words or like a, a stutter a little bit so i'm just thankful that you took me as i was you know i came as i am and you didn't laugh at me or nothing you just made me feel like i was at home i appreciate that jalen of course and congratulations on everything as i said before i'm looking forward to the tour and everything you have coming your way in the near future thank you so much yeah. and let me know where they can follow you on instagram and twitter Plug all the socials and all that. Yes. So again, my name is Jalen Josie. That's J-A-I apostrophe capital L-E-N J-O-S-E-Y. It's, it's not a lot when you really think about it. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms. If you just type in that name, Jalen Josie, all music platforms, all streaming platforms, type in Jalen Josie or Southern Delicacy and you'll find everything you need to see. Please, please, please stream my music and please follow me because I love to follow back. 
and, and that's important to this industry, building the connections and, and being a loyal, real one and not out here where you just think you're bigger than everyone. That's important. That's something that a lot of, a lot of people do. Uh, Jalen, thank you again. Shout out to Taryn for setting us up and, and reconnecting us as the whole yeah. Wi-Fi thing shut down earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. Thank exactly. you so much for having me. All right, Jalen. Anytime. Take care. Stay safe. And Have good luck with everything. Time. See you soon. You too. Bye. Yeah. Bye.